0: It goes. Hey guys, welcome to "Speaking the Truth in Agape Love" podcast. I'm the I'm your host Chad Mitchell, and David's a host as well, David Finch. And uh, we're we're getting this podcast going. Uh, we wanted to start a podcast, a way of uh, evangelizing. Um, times are different now, and. So we're just trying to come up with new ways to talk about God, and so this is our—we've—we've we've wanted to do a podcast for what a I think year it's or two, year and a half now, yeah, yeah, year and a half. And so uh, we're just getting it going. So you guys are gonna have to kind of bear with us here. Um, but I'm Chad. Um, I've and we're gonna kind of introduce, introduce each other. I got David here with me. Um, I live have lived in Blackfoot, Idaho, my whole life. Uh, I was born and raised here I did some traveling after college um, but I've been a member of the Church of Christ in Blackfoot for uh, quite a few years um, and I was a member of, you know when I was a kid um, and so um, I've grown up here I'm, I'm a welder by trade so I work in this I, I have a secular job I work as a welder um, and uh, we have a um, business uh we own a business welding business and uh is that you yeah okay we're gonna have to silence cell phones so we <laughs> gotta do that <laughs>
1: i gotta find my phone first there
0: right? <laughs> uh we'll have to remember that silence phones <laughs> see we're we're just getting going here anyways where was i so i'm, I'm a resident of blackfoot i live here uh work here uh, i go to church here and david finch is uh our preacher at the church here in Blackfoot and you've been here for a year and a half. Yep. Around there. So I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself.
1: So I've been doing the evangelism work for full time for about two years or two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And before that I was working at the post office. And as I was working at the post office, the evangelist in New York challenged me to head up a Bible study. So I fell in love with it, and I started to seek to do it full-time, and away we went. Here we go. (laughs) Here we are.
0: Well, I mean, we all as Christians have an obligation to try to do our best to teach the gospel. That's right. I always think about it as uh, we have the cure to cancer. You know, if we had the cure to cancer, we'd be telling everybody about it. (laughs) And if you think about it, we have the cure to sin that's right in christ and so you know it's like having a cure to cancer we want to tell everybody about it that's right it's hard to find those ways you know but this podcast is a great way to do that so that's kind of what we're doing so kind of our idea is you know well what topics are we going to talk about you know we've we've bounced a hundred things off each other on what we're going to do for this podcast and kind of what we decided is to just go ahead and kind of do a review of what happened Sunday, and uh, some of the studies that we engaged in, um, in our uh, adult Bible class. Uh, the class is a great class. We, everyone can have some input. That's right. It's an open class where the, you can make a comment if you think of something, which is actually really nice, and that, that's kind of what we want to do, because as we sit down and study, we bounce things off of each other. Um, and you can spark new thoughts and new um, insight into God's Word. And, and so that's, uh, you know, it's fun. We have a great time studying God's Word. And, and uh, so um, we're going to kind of do a review of some of the things that we studied. That's our idea. Um, also, if you're listening in on our podcast here, we would love questions. We would love to answer questions that you may have about the Bible. And so we've, we've got a, an email. It's uh, truthinagapelove in Agape Love at gmail.com. So it just spelled exactly how it sounds: truthinagapelove in Agape at gmail.com. And we're going to bring this web or this uh, email up quite a bit. Um, we'll have it in our intro and uh, our exit um, of the podcast. And so if you have a question, you can email us, and we'll talk about it in the next podcast. We'd love to absolutely right? so that's kind of what we're um focused on what we're going to do so you got anything you want to bring up before we
1: no you know just like it says in proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend yeah and that's exactly what we're here to do we're here to sharpen one another get each other stronger in the lord as we all grow absolutely. that's that's the goal behind this whole thing
0: yeah and uh you know we can study the Bible by ourselves, but when when we're together, we kind of um, have a tendency to uh, spark thoughts in each other's minds, and we can dig deeper into the Word, and, and uh, it's fun. Yeah. Makes it fun to uh, understand God's Word. Very good. Very good verse. What was that again?
1: Proverbs twenty-seven
0: seventeen. Okay, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. All right, so. You know, uh, we we talked kind of before we started here, and some of the things that were highlights in my mind um, as we studied. We're studying in our um, Bible class on Sunday morning um, about Elisha. Yep. Right. And so we were reading one of the things that kind of come up. Um, I think we'll just go ahead with the floating acts.
1: Yeah. You want to just start? Very interesting story.
0: Yeah. So that's Second Kings six. Um, one through six, we could turn over there and look at it. I guess we could go ahead and read that. Yep. You could read it for
1: us. It's funny you think we'd already be there in our in our Bibles, but
0: we're not. Right now,
1: but that's <laughs> how it goes. So I can go ahead and read it. Go
0: ahead, dude.
1: Says and the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, "See now, the place where we dwell with you is too small for us." Please, let us go to the Jordan, and let every man take a beam from there, and let us make there a place where we may dwell. So he answered, Go. Then one said, Please, consent to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe had fell into the water. And he cried out and said, Alas, Master! for it was borrowed. So the man of God said, Where did it fall? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick and threw it in there. And he made the iron float. Therefore he said, Pick it up for yourselves. So he reached out his hand and took it.
0: Okay, so, you know, this is one of the um, stories in the Bible that we don't go, Yeah, like the floating axe. I mean, it's not one of those stories that... We remember, you know, we read it someday, and I was like, wow, I haven't thought about this for ages. Yeah. But there's so many things in here that, you know, I love to talk about. We could talk about forever. Um, is, and me, I'm a metal guy, like I said, <laughs> metal does not float. That's right. Okay? And if you lose something metal in a, what, what did it say it was? A pond? Or
1: a... Uh, the river. A Jordan.
0: River? Oh, yeah. So the Jordan River. Okay, i floated the river down there and uh, we got the Snicker River here Blackfoot. You lose an axe head in the river, it's gone. Okay, <laughs> we're not going after it. Okay, we're going to go down to Ace Hardware and get another one.
1: Yeah, okay. but it's not like they had an Ace Hardware in that day, right?
0: No, they did not. And, and you know, we talked earlier, you know, when we talked here in, in class, uh, iron was a precious item, Okay. And these are the kind of things that I love to point out in the Bible. Is like, put your mindset in their shoes. Put yourself in their shoes. There wasn't a um, blacksmith on every corner. Okay? Yeah. Because I'm sure that's how the axes were made. Uh, but there wasn't an axe on every corner. And it was one of those things that must have been so scarce that they had to borrow the axe to do this job. That's right. They have one of their own. So you can just imagine how precious this axe was. Yep. It's not something that they used every day.
1: And it's not something that you can be very easily uh, replaced either.
0: Oh, no. Can't be replaced. Yeah. And we've all lost something in the water. You know, you're not going after it unless you get some scuba gear. Exactly. You know, I was thinking (laughs) Sunday when we were talking about this, uh, you've seen those guys on the Discovery Channel that throw their, like, magnet, they got magnets on a rope, and they just go to public water areas, and they throw it out there to try to find something. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those guys? Yeah. I was thinking, man, what they need a rope with a, a magnet on it. <laughs> okay? Nope. What'd they use? A the stick. A stick. <laughs> That'd be the last thing you go to grab, wouldn't it? Right. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm going to grab. A stick. Oh, don't worry, I got this. And throw a stick in the water, everyone's going to think you're crazy. Yeah. So that kind of gets to the whole point of this whole uh, miracle. That's right. Is, you know, the miracle. And it's in verse uh, 6, you know. the So who, the man of God, which was Elisha, right? Yep. Um, said, where did it fall? And he showed him the place, so he cut off a stick and threw it in there, and he made it, the iron float. Um, oh, therefore he said... Pick it up for yourself so he reached out his hand and took it. Okay, imagine someone does that and you see this axe head floating. I'm going to be blown away.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, And we talked. So how did he, you know, they point out that he's a man of God. And we talked about this. Was it Elisha?
1: No. That did it? Of course not. No. It was God working through him. Yeah. That's right.
0: And then... Why? Like, why would God do this? And why the stick? Why the stick? We have all kinds of questions. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, that's kind of what we talked about on Sundays. Why did God do this? Um, It's the same thing. Um, You know, we could go back to Naaman. You know, why did Naaman have to dip seven times in the river?
1: Yeah. Again, it was the Jordan, too, actually.
0: That's right. It was the Jordan. Yep. So why did he... Why did Naaman have to do that? Because God asked him to. That's what God wanted.
1: And it really had nothing to do with the body of water. I mean, it had nothing to do with the Jordan being a special place. It was just, uh, for Naaman, it was the obedience behind it. You know, Naaman did not want to go into the Jordan. Uh, When you go back a a chapter, into chapter 5. Oh,
0: yeah. um, He he didn't want it. He thought it was the stupidest thing he'd ever heard. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, and there's much cleaner water in You know, in in Damascus, you know, Mm -hmm. there's cleaner rivers in in Damascus, but the point behind it was, and of course, you know, think of it from his point of view, he has leprosy, Mm -hmm. and yet he was told to dip in a dirty river. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have a big cut on my hand, I don't want to try to clean it out with dirty water, I want to clean it out with clean water. You can see why he'd want clean water to, to try to cleanse himself, but... Again, it had nothing to do with the water, but rather obedience behind it. And then you see in verses 14 of Second Kings chapter 5, it wasn't until he went into the water that he was cleansed. It says, So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And again, it was... The putting your faith, obedient faith, in God, mm-hmm. in doing what He commanded you to do. Even if you don't understand the purpose or the meaning behind it, you do it because God said it.
0: Yeah. And you know, you know me, Naaman's one of my favorite. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Because, you know, he, it, when you talk about Naaman, um, when he goes to see. Elisha, uh, he had this big vision of how it was going to go. Yep. Okay. So he taught, you know, there's going to be, what does it say? In verses 11. Okay, verse 11. I got, we better read it. I better not paraphrase here, but uh, where's 11? Okay, so, but Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, His God, and wave his hands over the place and heal the leprosy. Right. Yeah. Like he had this envision of how it was going to be this miraculous thing, and the man of God's going to come out and do it. You know, there's going to be this big fanfare. Yeah. And it's going. He's going to cure me of my leprosy. Nope. He sent his servant, so he didn't even come out and talk to him. That's right. Send his servant to go tell him, hey yo, go dip in the. Jordan River seven times and you'll be cured of your leprosy. And what did would do? He left, furious. <laughs> yep. Right. And and so the, I think the thing is that we can get from this, you know, and these these stories is God said it a certain way and that's how they had to do it. Yeah. It couldn't just be like, well, I think that, you know, this way well, you got the Jordan River, it's, it's too dirty. Let's go. To the, what, the Euphrates? I don't know what other rivers are around there. Yeah. But look, why not that? And then why do I got to dip seven times? I'll just dip once, you know? That's right. But it didn't work. It wouldn't have worked because we have to do it a certain way. And and today, as we worship God, God's given us a certain way to do it. That's right. And we can't just be like Naaman and say, well, that's the stupidest thing i ever heard. I'm going to do it this way, you know? We could go go down so many rabbit holes with this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, talking about the floating axe, I mean, I think it was an interesting thing um, because it proved God's power um, to this man. Who was it? Uh, I don't know who it was. Who was the one that borrowed the axe? Does it say their name?
1: No, nope, it just uh, one of the one of the men with Elisha, uh, son of the prophet. Okay. One of the sons of the prophet.
0: Okay. So, anyways, it's, it's quite an interesting um, thing. Absolutely. You know, I mean we could go ahead and touch on because we talked about Gaza, Gaza. Since we're talking about name Gehazi, yeah. Gehazi. Yeah. He At least was, that's how I pronounce his name. He, yeah, good enough. Good <laughs> enough. He was he was um, the servant.
1: That's right. Think, of Elisha. Was he the
0: servant that told Naaman what to do? I he don't was. Know. Yeah.
1: So after after Naaman left, Naaman offered to give Elisha gifts in 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 thankfulness okay. to Elisha, but Elisha refused, sent him away, and Gehazi got either jealous or upset a little bit, so he chased after him. Okay. And so. Yeah. because he, his greed he wanted this yeah, yeah. this stuff so he chased after him and took um, two pieces of clothing and mm-hmm. two oh. pieces of clothing and two yeah, where was two changes of garments okay. it's 2nd Kings chapter 5 yeah, starting it's... in verses 21 so Gehazi 21. pursued Naaman when Naaman saw him running after him he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, "Is all well?" And he said, "All is well." My master has sent me, saying, "Indeed, just now two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the mountains of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of garments." So Naaman said, "Please take two talents." And he urged him, and bound two talents of silver and two bags with two changes of garments, and handed them to. Uh, handed them to two of his servants, and they carried them on ahead of him. When he came to the citadel and took them from their hand and stored them away in the house, then he let the man go and they departed. Now he went in and stood before his master, Elisha, said to him, Where did you go, Gehazi? And he answered, Your servant did not go anywhere. Then he said to him, Did not my heart go with you when the man turned back from the chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, uh, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? Therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence leprous as white as snow.
0: Okay, I'm glad you read that because, um, you know, there's a lot of things that, coming back in my mind, some of the thoughts that I had as we studied this on yeah. Sunday, um, you know, uh Elisha did not want Naaman to pay for the miracle that God did for him. Yeah, because it's not about money. And we were talking um we were talking uh on in our know, Wednesday night study about uh the kings that persecuted Christians.
1: Oh, yeah, the who, emperors.
0: Who, who was the king that um started having favor towards christians
1: constantine constantine yep
0: see i'm testing it (laughs) but constantine (laughs) what did he start doing he started giving awards or garments and garments for people who were baptized yeah and he meant well yeah right he's trying to encourage people to become christians and he meant well yeah but it caused people to do it for the wrong reason that's right. He started giving a reward for becoming a Christian. And, and so, God didn't want that to happen here with Naaman. Yeah. He did not want a reward given for Naaman's. You know, Naaman didn't have to pay for this miracle that God did for him. Yep. You got a thigh, I can see the wheels. Well, them. yeah. And I was going to
1: say, from this, the fact that he wouldn't take it, you know, when Naaman came back to Elisha, in verses 15 of Second Kings chapter 5, it says, And he returned to the man of God, he and all his aides, yeah. and came and stood before him. And he said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant.
0: Yeah, you wanted to give a gift.
1: That's right. The, the point behind it, and, and this is Naaman just being kind, you know. But it wasn't, Elisha didn't do this for a gift. And that's something that... That was the point behind it. Mm -hmm. And you see that from that, Naaman believed in the God of Israel. Mm -hmm. You know, you read a lot in the Old Testament about a lot of false gods. Mm -hmm. A lot of, it seemed like every town had a god. At least one, you know. They're all different gods. Well, there is no other god except the God in Israel. And so from that, he believed in God. Mm -hmm. He believed to the point of
0: obeying. Yeah. And it didn't cost him nothing. That's right. You know, he was prepared to pay. He wanted to give him a gift. But but Elisha says, no, no.
1: And that's like for you. us today. When you think about it, mm-hmm. when we come to no, Christ, no, there's nothing we can offer the Lord that he needs from us. Yeah. That's the gift.
0: Yeah, and, and, and what an awesome gift, you know. And, and, that, and, and that's why we have these accounts for us is to, um, you know, understand... This, this is so relative to us today. Absolutely. You know, and, and I always, bringing in the practical, I always like to think of the human aspect here of Gazi. you know, and I brought up uh, Sunday, you know, wood, when, when, when we get greedy, okay, we do irrational things. That's right. Um, and we don't really think of the consequences, <laughs> because one of the points that I brought up, and it's kind of it's kind of funny, Mm-hmm. is... What was Gazi going to be prepared to say to Elisha where he got the new garment? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, what are you going to do with these garments and the silver? It's like, where did you get that nice, you know, new camel? How'd you pay for him? <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, uh, well, I got this extra money, you know. He knew what he got paid. Like and, Elisha
1: wouldn't notice. Yeah, Elisha <laughs>
0: knew what he got paid, and he knew what he wore. That's right. So how was he going to hide? Like, what was he going to do with this stuff that he had greed for? I can explain it. Yeah, Yeah, bury it exactly. You know, and and, and it can be the same for us today. You know, uh, when we get greedy about something, you know, if you want something, you better be prepared to tell everyone how you got it. Yeah. You show up. You know, David. You on Sunday. You come to church in a brand new Mercedes. Yeah. Boy, are we? Where'd you get that? (laughs) How'd you pay for that? Yeah. it's kind of like a Lamborghini in a teacher's parking lot. Exactly. Right? I mean, it's just not going to happen. You better <laughs> be, be prepared to explain how you acquired that. Yeah. Right? And, and and so it's just kind of comical. You know, we don't want to, you know, poor Gazi. Gaza, he got leprosy out of it. Yeah. You know, look at the consequence that he suffered because of his greed. It says, uh, and he went out from his presence, leprous as white as snow. Yeah. Did he ever get over it? No. Nope. Probably not. Not until death.
1: And another thing you can also notice is when Elisha confronted him, Yeah. probably the the ending for him would have been different yeah. if he actually just came clean and told him. Oh, but yeah. he continued in that lie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he come up with this believable story. Hey, we had it's a, a name couple, and yeah. of, couple of, uh, what did he say, prophets or...
1: The sons of the prophets. The sons of the prophets yep. come in,
0: and they need clothes and money. We need money to, to help them out and stuff. You know, he had this great, this believable story. Yep. You know, and uh, so...
1: It was just lie after lie. Oh, yeah. And, yeah.
0: And, 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 you know, we could talk about that, too. When we lie about something, what ends up happening? Well, you got to tell another lie. To cover up that lie. To cover up that lie. <laughs> and then you got to tell another lie to cover up that lie. And then you can, now you gotta tell another lie, but you can't remember what that first lie was. Boom, you're caught. Yep. How many people have been caught um, doing something because they couldn't remember what they lied about? Yeah, <laughs> then, exactly. You know, I like watching. You know, we watch some uh, investigation shows. I, I we loved used to love to watch uh, CSI, the Las Vegas one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's an old. It's been gone for quite a while. But, I mean, they, them folks was smart. Yep. They could catch someone in a lie so quick. You know, and investigators and the police work and things like that. Yeah. Uh, it's hard, you know, to to be good at lying. Yeah. <laughs> and and Gazi, he sure didn't he let greed get in his way, and he was caught like that, you know. Yeah.
1: So, well, and it, it didn't help that Elisha was a man of God. and well, he, sure. Gazi, he already knew. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, you know, the
0: Bible's full all kinds of examples like that. Yeah. You think of um, who was the the apostles? Uh, oh, I can't think. The the couple that lied about how much they got for the property
1: in Acts five. Um,
0: oh, what is it? Uh, Ananias and. Mansa Yes, Ananias yeah, and Sapphira. So look at them. You know, look at what they did. Yeah. Um, you know, they sold their property. They had. Many choices they could have. Of because was it wrong to sell your property and only give some of it to God?
1: No, it was yours before, yeah. It was yeah, yours.
0: we have a choice to give what we uh, uh, what do they call it? What we uh, acquire, what our heart wants to give. That's right. I can't think of the words, but they could have said, Hey, we got a thousand dollars for this property, we're going to give you guys 150 of it. Yeah, all would have been well, but what did they do? They gave. They said they gave it all. Yep. This is all we got for it. And
1: kept a portion back for themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Kept a portion back for themselves. Yep. And what happened to them? They lost their life because of it. Because God knew. That's right. Right, and we we tend to think that um, God's not watching us. God doesn't know we can hide things from God, but we can't hide anything from God. Yeah. And same with Gaza. Uh, Gaza's greed here. God knew exactly yep.
1: what was going on. And what I love about the story of Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5, they they thought they were lying to the apostles, but they were lying to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But then you really see how our life is held in the palm of God's hand. Yeah. It, it was almost like God just shut the, the light switch off on their life, just shut them down,
0: yeah. you know,
1: how often do we take for granted breath?
0: Yeah. God gives us breath. An autopsy? <laughs> what killed them?
1: Yeah, they can't breathe. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. mean, what killed them? They're just their heart quit. Oh yeah. They just dropped dead. That's right.
0: And it was because God took their life. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. Absolutely. Well, any more thoughts on that? Um, no. Things I think we've pretty much exhausted that story, and that was just the class. Yeah. <laughs> so the next, the next one, what well, you got? Uh, you know, David brought a lesson on faith. We've been going through Hebrews. That's right. Where we studied um, Hebrews ten uh, and eleven, didn't we? Or
1: yep. We we just started uh chapters eleven. Okay, so we just on started Sunday. chapters
0: eleven of Hebrews, and you've been bringing lessons. Um, I don't remember. I I couldn't tell
1: you how many. Too many. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: know. But Hebrews what a great um, uh, book that is for us.
1: It definitely, uh, especially the for about five chapters, starting in Hebrews five on through ten, yeah. really diving into the perfection of Christ and his his uh, priesthood is. Far superior in every way to the Levitical priesthood, mm-hmm. and how impossible it was for anyone but Christ to be able to fulfill all of the prophecies of the Old Testament. Yeah. To be able to, uh, as it says in Matthew 5, verses 18, Christ actually says, Not one jot or tittle will by any means pass from the law until all is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So Christ had to fulfill all all the prophecies of the old testament and scholars say anywhere from 350 up to about 450 but let's just say on the lower end 350 that's an absolute impossibility
0: yeah we've we've been talking about this quite a bit for quite a long time you know this study has kind of sparked my thoughts on it um about the prophecies i mean uh, a lot of people what's the biggest question we get asked how can you believe in this yeah right How can you put your faith in God's Word? Like, how can you believe in this? And, boy, the prophecies, you know, that I think is one of the biggest things. You know, and we bring up, I've brought up on the um, talk on the table many times. Imagine being able to read something that was accounted thousands of years before to remember Christ's death yeah, you know Isaiah fifty three. Mm-hmm. You read that, and it's an account of what was going to happen to Jesus a thousand years ago. Yeah, or two thousand or whatever, however long it was. Yep. And you read that to help us remember what happened to Jesus.
1: That's yeah. amazing. Oh, absolutely.
0: Clear down to that they'll cast lots for their clothes.
1: And and those are, that's exactly what what is impressive is the. The prophecies themselves are not like vague prophecies like something bad is going to happen in a thousand years or something. Yeah. These are very specific. Very specific. Isaiah 7, 14, he's going to be born of a virgin. Yeah. And then Psalm 22, as the the psalmist there, as he's writing the, what's going to happen. And I love Psalm 22 because it's the only account that you really – see the crucifixion from the eyes of Christ. Mm -hmm. But it talks about how they pierced his hands and his feet. Well, that didn't happen, or even in practice for another 500 years after he wrote this. Mm -hmm. So that just goes to show that these are inspired men of God that have no idea what they're writing, have no idea what they're saying. Mm -hmm. They're speaking what God told them to speak. So talking about how these holes are going to be in his hands and his feet
0: yeah that's incredible that's incredible how do they even know it? you know and I don't know I think we've talked about this before crucifixion wasn't even a form of uh, death or pers- crucifixion on the cross being mm-hmm. crucified on the cross wasn't a way for them to execute prisoners
1: that's right back
0: then so how'd
1: they when go? it was written, yeah. When
0: it was written. When it was when it was prophesied, prophesied about. So how did they know he was going to have holes in his feet and his hands to be nailed to the cross?
1: Because they were inspired men of God. Exactly. That's the only way so that they could have known.
0: they something that wasn't even thought of yet. Yeah. That's incredible. Absolutely. So, you know, and that's what's great about um, Hebrews. You know, um, it brings up those accounts from, it kind of ties things together. Yeah. You know, um, I know when I was a kid and I thought, well, there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. And they're s- totally separate. But actually, the New Testament is a fulfillment of everything that happened in the Old Testament. That's right. We don't even realize that sometimes. You know, it took me a long time to grasp that. That, man, everything that happened in um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John was all prophesied.
1: That's right
0: in psalms uh isaiah a lot of them are in isaiah you know and david the psalms talks about it all the time yeah and um it and then acts and all that was all prophesied um and then it happened yeah you know and um, so it's 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 a great thing what what are some of the highlights that I mean we don't have tons of time here, but what are some of the highlights of the lesson that you want to bring up from
1: So somebody? Hebrews Hebrews eleven six.
0: Okay.
1: You know, and it's gonna tie into what we've already been talking okay. about today, but Hebrews eleven six it says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. Okay. And then what what kind of faith is he talking about there? And and I think a lot of times nowadays people misunderstand the word faith. Where well I have faith that Jesus is the Son of God and then they turn around and don't ever think about changing their life to fit the word of God, mm-hmm. where all I have to do is believe, right? Well when you keep that into context, backing up to verses four, he talks about Abraham and or sorry, Abel and Cain, and how Abel's sacrifice was pleasing to the Lord. And Cain wasn't. It was because Cain gave of his first fruits. His faith was shown through his works. Yeah. And working faith is exactly what is being talked about in Hebrews eleven six. It's It's faith that moves you to works. So without working faith, it is impossible to please God. And so when you when you keep it into context, it is such a powerful verse. Yeah. And so, you know, and then that ties perfectly with James chapter 2. Um, Chad, turn over there with me. Yeah, go ahead. James 2, we'll start in 18, and we'll just read through verses 20. He says, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So even, backing up to verses 19, even the demons believe and tremble. So do the demons have hope in eternal life? Mm -hmm. Because they believe? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. No. So just because – that's right. Just because you believe, if your works do not match your faith or your beliefs, it is worthless. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in verses 20, it's dead.
0: Well, and, and you know, we talked about, um, okay, yeah, I believe, you know, but they're not cheerful about it. That's right. You brought up Second um, Corinthians 9, 6 through 7. That's right. A cheerful giver. Yep. You know. And, um, it, you know, it's kind of like a, trying to get one of our kids to apologize to their siblings.
1: Okay? <laughs> Very good point. Yeah.
0: You know, and um, they're like, okay, sorry. You know.
1: Yep. Saying it because you, no, you had to.
0: No, no, that's not. You don't mean that. You got to <laughs> mean it. Say it like you mean it. How many times have you said that? Oh, man. Say you're sorry like you mean it. Okay. You know, that's what God's after from us. He wants us to say it like we mean it. Yeah. You know, and um, one of the best ways to, sh- to do that is by our works. That's right. You know, by what we do, what we're doing right here. We're trying to understand His Word better. Yep. We're trying to share it with others, you know. Um, we need to try to do these things, um, you know,
1: but faith is like you brought out. You um, every Wednesday night we have a little uh, devotion or a little a little talk at the end of class, and you brought up in, in one of your talks um, an action item. Oh yeah, faith yeah. is an action item, and and what you mean by action item is you have to do it. Yeah. Like it's not just I believe in God and sit back and do nothing. You have to. Show your faith through your works.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I'll, I'll kind of expound on that if, if, if yeah. I can. Because, you know, I get into some meetings. Uh, every once in a while I get into a meeting that's kind of formal. In fact, the one that I do at this college for the welding program, I actually chair it. Okay. So I have to, like, tell everyone when it's their turn. and It's kind of a hassle. <laughs> you know, but I do it. Just, you know, I love helping out. Um, that's where I went to school. And it's really cool to come back 20 years later and help the program. So I enjoy that. But it's a formal meeting. Yeah. We were having a meeting um, just a few weeks ago. It was kind of one of the things that made me think of that talk. Uh, we got done with the meeting, almost done. I was ready to adjourn. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We have some action items. I just want to make sure we got these action items. And so some of the things that we talked about, people need to do. Yeah. Assign them okay, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this, and they're pointing around the room and making sure, okay, yeah, you got this, you're covering this. And then there's for the group, you know, okay, if you find, send send to this email, if you find what we've been looking for, those kinds of things. And they're all action items. And they're writing it down. And when in our next meeting, it's in three or four months. Those action items are going to be there.
1: They have to be done.
0: Well, yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, we were talking, and I, I, I didn't bring this up in my talk I forgot you know you're thinking stuff after you're done right that's never happened of course you give a lesson and you think it's a point that you wished you would have should have brought up that out yeah you know you wish you could reverse time how embarrassing is it to show back up to that meeting in three months and the action item that you got assigned isn't done yeah right Yep. And we've all been there we have business meetings at church you know talking about The business of the congregation and things, since we don't have elders, we with the men get together and we try to decide um, what's best for the church. Mm -hmm. And we actually have action items in those, don't we? We do. And next month it comes around, you're like, oh, I haven't done that yet, you know. I've been one of the
1: ones that didn't get it done, too. I have,
0: too. (laughs) And it's so embarrassing. Now, relay that to God. Yep. Okay. When we have that next meeting, Let's call it judgment day. Yeah. (laughs) We have that next meeting and God says, okay, did you get that action item done? What are we going to say?
1: Exactly.
0: And boy, what a great point because I'm the kind of guy who needs some motivation to do something. Okay. Yeah. And so, (laughs) you know, uh, what what do I always say? Uh, If you want the house clean, invite some guests over. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly right. yep you know what I mean yep boy we got something to do now I mean they're gonna be here <laughs> in an a, hour it's the, the only time I clean my house day, you know and we're going around uh, you know yeah and so we all need some motivation and God has certainly gave us some motivation and we don't want to be at that meeting going oh I just didn't quite get to it that's right you know? I just didn't have time and boy what a gut punch even and just talking about it. That's like, right,
1: and and we am why getting these action items done. Yeah, and we all have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for what we've done, mm-hmm. and so we don't want that that action item of showing our faith well, undone okay. before Him.
0: And we could expound on this because I made a note Sunday. Sweet. I action item must not just say it but do it. Okay, we can say it all day long. You know we. We talk about how we don't want to be that Sunday Christian. Only Christian on Sunday. Yeah. You know, and we can go and say it all day long. And then Monday rolls around and we're back at work with the pals telling dirty jokes or something. I don't know. That's right. You know, I'm just ad-libbing here. Yeah. But, uh, we, we can't be that person. We have to be a Christian every day of the week. And uh, we have to do it, not just say it.
1: Yeah, we have to live it, Yeah, I think is, is the best way to say it. We have to live it.
0: Yeah, live it. And I think, you know, talk about the kids and um, saying sorry to their sibling. Um, they have to do it as well. I mean, they, they can't just go right back to being mad about whatever it was. That's right. They have to change. They have to do something too, you know. So um, it's a great point for all of us, I think. Oh, absolutely. I, I love the action item thing because... God has given us plenty of those. <laughs> like I said,
1: I stole it from you, so... Well, hey, that's all right, <laughs> You know, it's just one of those When it things. works, it works, man.
0: Oh, sure. And, and uh, you know, it's a great thought. Um, um, let's see, I had something... What was the point, um, David, in the lesson where you used Genesis 7, 11?
1: So that was...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about The flood. Myself. No, hey, yeah. I'm getting reminded here. Uh one of the things let's see so you said uh, Noah did according to all God had commanded him oh this is a great verses 5 this is a great story I love talking about Noah oh yeah Uh, so picture a world where it doesn't rain and has never rained okay we've never seen imagine you and I have never seen water drop from the sky okay and this guy Noah comes in here and starts building a boat in the middle of the desert okay (laughs) (laughs) And he's telling us that it's gonna rain. We don't even know what rain is. The water from the sky and it's gonna flood. Yep. What would we think? You're crazy. You are crazy. <laughs> you know? And and uh and uh he he um God had told him so God had told Noah to do this. Right? That's right. And he was a God fearing man, and he was a man of action. Okay? He had action items, we could talk. He showed his I mean, he, he showed really his faith in God, doesn't it? Yep. He says, "Go get it." You know, we talk about this all the time. Go get go for wood. right? Yep. Go get, uh, and it's got to be this long, this this many cubits. I mean, he had it all, and they got to use what they use. Uh, it was pitch it within pitch, and without pitch. Yep. Use pitch to seal it and build this thing. And there's movies. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Uh, oh. What was it called what, about Noah? I don't. I have to think, but uh, it's a modern day movie about. I want to say, was it Bruce?
1: Evan Almighty. Evan, Almighty. <laughs> <Last> year, Evan <laughs> Almighty. Yeah.
0: Evan Almighty. I was thinking Bruce Almighty, but it was Evan Almighty. Yeah. And you know, it's a funny I think uh, movie, but uh, about. Building an ark and stuff, and how crazy everyone thought he was for building this boat. Yep, oh, um, and it didn't really go along with uh, the Bible version because I think he saved everyone on the boat. In that, oh, you know what? I think you're right, I've yeah. They ended up so here's the story just going back to Noah. He gets this ark finished, and God tells him to put two of every animal on there. So now you got Noah rounding up animals. Can you imagine? And, and David, um, Porter at, at, uh, church, he, he, he loves to bring up that, um, no, all Noah did was preach, 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 preach. You got to change your ways. You got to turn back to God. Cause that's what had happened to everyone. Yeah. They were the only believers in God. Everyone else had forgot about God. Yep. And I'm sure they had idols. They were doing their own thing. I don't know. I guess we could look at some of the accounts, but, um, and they're just throwing stones at, at Noah. That's what David, <laughs> yeah. David brings up. Just throwing stones at David at Noah. But did Noah change? Did he let it get to him? No, he just kept doing what God told him to. Yeah. He's got some action items to get done. <laughs> and, He's got a whole uh,
1: big boat to build.
0: And uh, what did he? He was it like a uh, hundred fifty years.
1: No, so it's a little unclear on exactly how long it took him. A lot of people think it's 120, but... um,
0: Yeah, it was a while. It's a little
1: unclear exactly the amount of time it took him to build it.
0: Yeah. So he builds this ark and um, puts the animals in it, and he's telling them, hey, it's going to (laughs) rain.
1: Yeah.
0: And all of a sudden, sure enough... It, the Bible says the windows of heaven opened up. Yeah. I don't remember which verse. Are you looking at it?
1: Yeah, it says, uh, Genesis seven eleven. it says, On that day all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, okay. and the windows of heaven were opened. Mm-hmm. And the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights.
0: Okay. There's a couple of things we could say about that. Uh, what would have happened if that didn't happen?
1: then he would not have been a prophet of God.
0: Exactly. But he was a prophet of God, and he told him this was going to happen. Yep. And guess what? It happened.
1: <laughs> no matter how impossible it may sound, if God says it, it will happen. Oh, it happened. Absolutely.
0: And, and uh, you know, we have an account of it. So now, David, you and me, we've been making fun of Noah for 120 years, okay? <laughs> yeah. Right? What happens to us?
1: We will perish.
0: Exactly. And that's what happened to everyone that's right. that made fun of him, that ridiculed him, him and his family. And how many were saved? Eight souls. Eight souls.
1: Eight saved. souls, yep.
0: Yeah. And and I think the, the, the biggest point in this is uh, when God says he's going to do something, he does it. Yep. In every account we have in the Bible, when it's when there's been a prophecy, and you know we started this out talking about prophecies, every one of them came true exactly the way it was said. That's right. It would happen,
1: no matter how impossible it was. Mm-hmm. Like being born of a virgin, Isaiah seven fourteen. That's an impossibility.
0: Very impossibility. Yep. You know when there are people that say, "Well, oh, that couldn't have happened."
1: It couldn't have you know, outside of God.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and people discredit. Um, Mary, and you know, there's people that have done that, of course, because they say, Oh no, it had to happen. You know, they're yep. just hiding it. Nope, God said that's the way it happened. That's the way it happened because of his track record. Yeah, has God ever lied? Nope, never lied. You, you look like you got a thought.
1: Yeah, Isaiah fifty five eleven is this hey, go is God speaking. It says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Okay. So this is, this is God giving us a promise that whatever he says will happen, it's going to happen. Oh man, yeah. So we're still waiting for him to come back. You know. Okay. And a lot of people almost say, well, he hasn't come back yet, so he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, Second Peter 3, uh, 8 and 9, it says, But, beloved, do not forget this one thing with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Yeah. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the repentance. Mm-hmm. Lord is hoping that we come to the repentance. Oh, yeah. coming to him, and he's patient and long-suffering. But then when you continue in verses 10 of second Peter chapter three, it says, "But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. We don't know when it is coming.
0: Yeah. And it's just like those folks back in Noah's day, you know, they they had plenty of time to tell Noah that it wasn't gonna happen because it didn't happen. Yeah. And you know, they probably ask him, Well, when's this gonna happen, Noah?
1: Yeah, you can guarantee they asked that. Oh,
0: sure. And Noah would be like, it's up to God. Yep. It's up to God, but it's going to happen because God's told me. Same thing with the return of Christ. That's right. It? And that's the point you're making. Yep. And what do we talk about all the time? We tell people, God's coming. Yep. Or Jesus is coming back. He's yeah. going to come back and he's going to gather his um, faithful, the faithful. Yep. And... Um, you know, we, we bring an invitation every time, every chance we get to try to persuade those folks to, you better do this. You better get on this boat. Yeah. You know, just like Noah, you better get, um, become a Christian. And uh, we don't know the time or the hour. You know, we, we bring up the thief thief in the night. Yep. If someone, um, if I told you, hey, someone's going to be at your house at two o'clock at, in the
1: morning. I'm gonna be prepared.
0: To rob you. Yeah. You're gonna be ready, right? It'll be like home alone. You're gonna have <laughs> here it is <laughs> You're perfect. gonna have the trap set out. We've been watching Christmas movies like crazy, you know. And uh Home Alone's one of my favorite. Yep. He was ready for them robbers. He knew when he was they were coming. Yep. Well we don't know when Jesus is coming, but we still gotta be ready.
1: The Son himself doesn't even know when he's coming. No. No, we got That glory is in the Father.
0: It's up to God. That's right. But he has told us it was going to happen, and it's going to happen. We can put our trust in that. Yeah. And it's from all these examples. Everything, all the prophecies and everything that was fulfilled. um, One of my favorite verses uh, is, you know, how do you tell a prophet that someone's a prophet? What is that one?
1: Uh, Deuteronomy 18. There you go. You're putting me on the spot now.
0: (laughs) But how do... How do, we, how do we test it? Well If
1: the word comes true, yeah. you know it's from God.
0: Yeah, if it comes true. And there's been plenty of people to come that have uh, predicted the end of the world, right? We could just touch on that one.
1: <laughs> time and time again. How many times yeah, and it's been, been so wrong.
0: One? Oh, I was just kidding. Yep. <laughs> when it comes and goes.
1: Um, Go ahead, read it. Deuteronomy 18... We'll start in verses 19. It says, And it shall be that whoever will not hear my words which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. And if you say in your heart, How shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass... That is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. Mm -hmm. So if it does not come to pass, if any word does not come to pass, it is not from God.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about even, you know, I love the verse with where, and I'm not good at reciting verses, but I know what it says. Yeah. Um, Even if an angel, or even if an angel comes and tells you something else, other than what 's written here, and yep. not listen to them.
1: Galatians one,
0: yeah, because this is a completed word of god that's right it's completed
1: and and I really appreciate in galatians one when the that's uh Paul talking, I really appreciate it because Paul includes himself as an apostle he says, uh starting verses six of Galatians one mm-hmm. well we can go to um Well, we can start in 6. It says, I marvel that you are turned away so soon from him who called you into the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another gospel, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, and and in that context, we are the uh, apostles. He says, but even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Mm -hmm. As we have said before, so I now say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Yep. That's a very yeah. powerful verse right very there. Powerful. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: and boy, it, it's so important. Um, you know, you know, we talk all the time. A lot of people put a lot of stock in the preacher. Yeah. Say, or the pastor, or, I
1: am just another person.
0: Yeah, and you know, I remember as a kid looking up at the preacher, going, "Man, I wish I was that guy. He doesn't do anything wrong."
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. <a> <laughs>
0: yeah because he's up there telling us all what to do yeah um and it's a danger because we can put a lot of faith in people we need to double check it in God's word that's right and you know it's so important that we do that for ourselves yeah test test the scriptures yep and, and make sure we're doing what God wants us to do it shouldn't be what man's doing and uh understanding that this is the fulfilled word of God yeah um Boy, we could we could go on all night.
1: Oh yeah, you know we're gonna have to start another another podcast yeah. episode here. <laughs> we will. will, and
0: so you know I think we can probably end our discussion. We could go, I got more notes here, but we got um we'll we'll, we'll go on and on and on forever. But we want to hear from the people that are listening. Absolutely. And so we would love to answer any question anyone has about the Bible. You know that's what we want to do. And so we need you to email us truth Um, that's going to be our best way of communicating i think is by email
1: absolutely and we would love to to hear your thoughts and hear your questions and we would love to be able to answer them yeah the but not just answer our think so or what we believe but rather tell you what god says
0: yeah search scriptures and understand what god says about it so that email is truth in agape love at gmail.com that's our email truth in love at gmail.com and we're going to try to get some social media going and we might be able to get some uh uh, questions that way that would be great so um, as we get rolling here this is brand new for both of us and uh bear with us bear with us (laughs) and i I, you know i'm excited me too um because uh this is something that we've wanted to do a lot for a long time and we're finally doing it, and we'll try to get this episode uploaded. That's another challenge. <laughs> we're
1: actually doing it, man. The
0: uh, technology part of it is a little but Once we get this all figured out, I think it's going to work out really well. And We're really excited and looking forward to being able to um, discuss God's Word with you. And, um, you know, one of the things that's so important um, is becoming a Christian. Don't let it slip. Um, you know, uh, we have to... Um, Believe, repent, um, confess, be baptized, and live faithfully. And you know we can we can uh, give you the uh, book chapter and verse of where it says to do that. Yeah, can't we? Absolutely. And uh, I can't do it. You might be able to give the verses
1: right quick. So to start hearing the word of God, Romans ten seventeen, mm-hmm. believing it, Hebrews eleven six that we we talked about this evening. Um. And then confessing Christ, that's Romans ten, nine and ten. And repent of your sins, which is key. We we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And so repenting of that sins, meaning turning away from, as it says in Luke 13, verses 3 and 5, and then being baptized for the remission of those sins. But not just any baptism, it's it's baptism into Jesus Christ. And the word baptism in Scripture is The Greek word is baptizo, meaning immersion into water. So being fully immersed into water. That's the only example that we have in Scripture of any repentance of sin. And that's Acts 2, verses 38. And then Romans 6, verses 4, walking in newness with Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So that's. Not what you think or what I think. That's right. God wants of us, right?
1: But if you have questions on it, I'd oh, love yeah. to hear love from to you. talk
0: about any of it. So if you have a question, jot it down. Send us an email. truthandagapelove at gmail.com. And we will see you guys next time.
1: Thank you.